Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fiction, the podcast that revolves around one central theme, stories and the people that tell them. We'll talk about movies, TV shows, video games, historical events and weird news headlines. There's really no topic we won't touch. But it doesn't stop there. If you've got a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Until then, it's story time. We begin this episode by acknowledging the traditional podcasters of the internet and pay our respect to the Godfathers, Dave Weiner and Adam Curry. We extend that respect to other pioneers such as Doug Kay, Mark Marin, and Ira Glass. Without these people, everyday housewives wouldn't be hooked on true crime podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to <laughs> Stories, the True and the Fictional, uh, the, the podcast that likes to talk about stories and, well, you know, everything. Joining us, as always, best-selling author of New York Times bestseller, All the Ways Money Does by Love, Chris Park. How are you, my friend? I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned that I'm not only the New York New York Best Times, I'm also the New York Times bestseller. It, yes. it, I, 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 I am published in multiple publications of New York, and so it's very. So I appreciate that you understand that. You know, the 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 main theme of the book is there. There are some self help people who say basically they're saying like you know they, they go out there and they're very clear and they're on what they want. They say you know money, you know money does not buy you happiness, and it's like you're correct. I can't sit there with a large number in my account and say that makes me happy, mm. but it will buy me the things that would make me happy. Mm. It will facilitate happiness. You know, it would facilitate, let's say for example, you had say a, you know, a, a 10 digit bank account number, you potentially could then go out and, and, and land the 23 year old of your dreams and then, you know, and, and live quite happily up in the mountains. Or, or half a, a Sydney property. Or half a Sydney property, absolutely. <laughs> you, you could potentially buy, you know, you, you could buy a small shed with inside, inside of Sydney, absolutely, <laughs> with that kind of cash. So yes. the main theme is that, you know, in all else, when all else fails, life is a business and you should treat it as such. And if, if that means, you know, you know, stabbing someone you, in the back to get, in, to get some cash, well, then, yeah, hell, get mm. stabbing. Hundred percent. Now this now this book is going to be like a, a is it going to be a trilogy, a series, all all focused around love, or is it going to be focused around money? Well, I think that's a very, that's a very good question. So love is the first component of money, obviously, but obviously you know we'll then focus on power and then revenge because one you want to get it, money will get you love, it'll get you then position of power. But now that you're in that position of power, you have to smite the people that have wronged you in your life. And, you know, then we think of elaborate schemes to basically, you know, to, 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 to fulfill this particular, now, not, nothing, now, nothing is so crass as actually killing someone, because to me, that's no. just a chicken's way out. No. You, you, know? you mean metaphorically killing someone? Metaphorically like, killing them. And like killing someone's career, killing someone's uh, love of 
puppies. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, find you know your. Let's say, for example, your enemy loves. You know, let's for, let's for, say, for example, your enemy loves NCIS for whatever reason. It's then you know buying the network that generates NCIS and constantly making them watch themselves as the villain constantly in every single <laughs> episode over and over again, and constantly lay the over themes of everything they've done in their life has led them to be the villain. To the point where they don't watch the show anymore, taking away their enjoyment. This is this is one. This is some of the the, the themes of revenge that I like to go into in my yeah. in my third book. No, I, th- I think we better stop right here unless we get all these. Um, this is starting to sound like a true crime podcast. Um, <laughs> I you know, um, I, I don't want our audience to be primarily women. I want equality here. You know, um, so as well, a wise man once said, "Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends." Well, our, our next host came very close to doing that this weekend by giving up a few hours of wrestling to come see Dungeons and Dragons with us. Absolutely. Ryan Haig. Ryan Haig, how are you, my friend? Very tired. Very tired and <laughs> very, very parched from screaming at my television this weekend. Now, and yes. Obviously, Ryan, mm-hmm. today was WrestleMania night two. It was. It was. It was, it was, it was the, the... Now... There were some great moments during the week. Um, Rey Mysterio, obviously, that's the thing I think everyone enjoy, Everyone enjoys. Everyone enjoys six one nine. But let's let's get to let's get to the meat and potato of it all. The main event: the tribal chief, the head of the table, versus some guy that came out of retirement and hasn't wrestling for a very long time. How did you? <laughs> and, you know, that's completely and not true. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. 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 Cody Rhodes, just because he was wrestling for another company doesn't mean as much as WWE would like it to think that he retired. <laughs> he 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 left WWE, went to Ring of Honor, created AEW, never stopped wrestling, and then yep, came yep. back. Uh, in 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 WWE executives' mind, that means he was retired for seven years and came back, which is not actually the case. He was wrestling full time during that seven year period. Mm-hmm. And it was honestly, uh, if I have to, I, I saw online. If I have to make any kind of comparison, WrestleMania Night One was booked by Triple H. I guarantee you. WrestleMania Night Two by Vince McMahon. I can guarantee you that. You see, I've I've heard the angry the angry internet people say that, like the few, the basically, you know, these these angry these angry so so people on the internet saying, you know. You know, it's a, it, what, a, what, a, what a terrible, what a terrible thing is, is that is that result? It must it must be booked. But I mean, didn't we not go through the problem of a part time champion before with Brock Lesnar, where he where yeah. where there was basically two title defenses in two years or something like that? And so WWE was not going to put the title in the hands of a part timer. That was just that was just obviously not going to not going to really fly. But I think Ryan, more importantly, this this, this you, you discussed this problem before, and I do believe it's a, a true and really a, a main one. Cody Rhodes, whilst you know he's got name value, name recognition, he's he's had his chance, he's had his time in, in you know in in wrestling. But the person that beats Roman needs to be the next big thing in their mind, and I don't and I don't believe they they don't think they've uh, unearthed this. Did you? I mean, but obviously you were still really hoping that Cody would win, just for obviously sentimental purposes. 
<clears throat> well, look, the I mean, the we, we, what you just said then is one hundred and fifty million percent correct. There is, if it wasn't Cody, I don't know who the hell it's going to be, because they had two perfect contenders in terms of storyline with Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber with the whole Bloodline story, and then Cody Rhodes with the whole I've gone away, I've created my own promotion, which is doing quite well. I'm back to fulfill my father's dream. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than that. But mm. my issue is every Roman Roman Reigns is essentially is a part-time champion because he doesn't wrestle at every pay-per-view. He doesn't it, he if he, if it wasn't for the Sami Zayn thing that they had to bring forward because the yeah, whole rock, yeah. the rock situation fell through, Roman wouldn't have wrestled at Elimination Chamber. He only really does every second or every third pay-per-view because yeah. he feels that's what he needs to. And to be honest with you, the last three title defenses, he hasn't done it on his own. Like today, mm. if it wasn't for Solo Sokoa getting involved, he would have lost. Last time, if it wasn't for the Usos getting involved, yep. he would have lost against Sami Zayn. It's just, it's becoming a trend where he can't do it on his own. And and I think if, if he had to do it on his own, he wouldn't be the champion as of six hours ago. Um, I really think Cody was the, the chance to... To, to give give fans a, a breather from from Roman, um, for Roman to have some time off and then come back and do the chase. As I've said many times, he's so much better on the chase than he is a, yeah. a champion. Uh, but I, now that Cody's gone down, I don't. There's no one on the roster that I can see doing this. It, it, it is quite a conundrum, and but I think I think the bigger, I mean. It's a conundrum, but it's also it's to me it's one of those um, hilarious, almost self fulfilling prophecies on this and in this regards is basically WWE, much like my book, as Jamie mentioned, said is a, is a business. And what does do they do they like the fact that they sell out arenas? Yes, but if, but regardless of whatever wrestler they put up, they're going to sell out the arenas because there's diehard fans that will obviously go yeah. every single city, every single state. What they look at it obviously is merchandise sales, and that's the what that's what drives some of their decisions. And as as a business, it should drive your decisions. And when I was looking the other day at the, at some merchandise charts and like some appro- like approximations and 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 basically, um, you know who's selling the most things. And what what I noticed was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember one of the one of the um old teams of wrestling. I can't remember what they were called, RDC something. I can't remember what the, the name was. Uh, NWO. NWO, yeah. Was there. The Rock was there. Cena was there. And then Reign's name was there. And then there was a huge drop-off before another recognizable name was on that list. So in order for us to, in order for Reigns to be dethroned, it's really up to the hardcore fans, isn't it? They need to stop buying Stone Cold Steve Austin t-shirts. Stop buying Rock T-shirts. Stop buying Hulk Hogan T-shirts. I know they love those shirts, but they need to then throw their financial support behind a current superstar, and then you will have him dethrone the champion. It's a simple thing. It's a business decision, and I know that people don't like it to be a business decision, but it's it's a business mm. decision. Throw your money behind the one you like. You know, all get online, decide who you want to be a champion, <laughs> buy all his merchandise, and I guarantee you, he will beat Roman Reigns in a fight because they go where <clears> the money is. Well, they made a comment today that Roman Reigns hasn't been pinned since March two thousand and nineteen, 
And I thought, we're in, we're in April 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, but the thing is, that's like, a, like Cody was their, their chance to go, okay, he's a new fresh face. Let's put everything behind you. But I don't, there's no one else. Like everyone else has had their chance. Mm. There's no one else. I mean, the whole Sammy, Sammy and Kevin, Sammy Zane and Kevin Owens are out of the picture for a while because they just beat the Usos last for the turn, night for the, for, the, for the title, tag team title. So that's the feud that's going to go on for a while. But there's, I can't think of anyone else on the roster that would even come close to taking down Reigns. If not for Cody, who? Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Well, there you go. This. Yeah. This is this is the conundrum that they're in. Now, very soon I mean, they'll have to make some sort of decision. But again, that's you know we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, today's one. There was only two matches that I was interested in watching on the whole card. Mm. Yesterday there was all but one match that I was interested in watching on the card. And you. It always seems to happen. Night one always ends up being so much better than night two, which yeah. shouldn't be the case, to be it honest with be, you. But... It, yeah, no, 100%. It shouldn't be the case, but, you know, that is sometimes how that that goes, isn't it? Yes. So, so needless to say, many early mornings, <laughs> um, many many hours watching while still maintaining a nine-hour workday each day, Ryan is very sleepy. <laughs> Absolutely, but it only happens. It only happens once a year. So once a year, you know, you yeah. got to you got to see the legend himself inducted into the Hall of Fame, Rey Mysterio. Yes, I did. Yeah. Still one of my favorite wrestlers today. Um, yes, still. And, still and, and a here's legend. a comment that you made to me today. You said Cody couldn't have won because he's because he's not big enough. And I was I was if I didn't jump straight back out onto Uber, my response was going to be, "What about Ray?" Ray's smaller than all of them, and he he's won both Universal and World Heavyweight yeah, titles. Yeah. So and, hey, but I mean, Ray Mysterio is is you know there's a there's a, there's a legend that you that you that, that is rare to see. You know, yeah. Rarely do you see a postcode become such an infamous finishing move <laughs> in, in wrestling. Mm. And I was very happy to see him. Smack around his little bitch of a son last night <laughs> in, uh, in WrestleMania Night One. It was very good to see he's getting get 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 the family involved in beating up your youngest son. That's of course, good. Is that, that's exactly what you. I mean, <laughs> that's exactly what you 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 want. And, you and want to look, see. we we got to see we got to see something that I guarantee we'll probably never see again, and that was Snoop Dogg doing the People's Elbow on the Miz today. And that's right. Snoop Dogg is now officially a message. Snoop Dogg is now officially undefeated at WrestleMania. <laughs> this is now in. This is now like no, no joke, Rennie. This is now in the in the books. Yep. Snoop Dogg is undefeated at WrestleMania. Is that like um, on a technicality sort of thing? Like no, that? no. He, no there, well, basically, no, there no. was there was supposed to be a match between Vince's son Shane, who was making his return, and a character called The Miz. But when what actually happened, and they revealed it. At the press conference at the end, Shane went to do a move and tore his pectoral muscle and went down. And Snoop improvised. Believe it, but the, the <laughs> highest man in the world was able to improvise and um, like took over the segment to make sure that the segment still went down. So, okay. so um, yeah. So it's, so it's like when like two World Cups, uh, two FIFA World Cups ago, when New Zealand was undefeated. 
because they just drew every game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's now that is now officially a thing that people will not have to say is yeah. that you know Snoop Dogg is undefeated in <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> yep. Well, you know. By landing two right hooks and a people's elbow. And a and people's elbow mm-hmm. in the skinniest dude you've probably seen yeah. in your entire life. Yeah. But that was interesting. Well done. Well done to Snoop. Yeah. Well, before we move on to, I know we're going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. I had something pop up today in the thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is super interesting. You know, um, you know, the the great and the great late Christopher Lee. Yeah. Uh, who played Saruman, um, Count Dooku. Yep. Mm. Yeah, the great man. A list of like awesome facts came up about him that I didn't know about, and maybe you didn't know about. Um, so he witnessed the last public execution in France using a guillotine. Oh wow! Wow. He almost married Swedish royalty. He was the inspiration for James Bond, which was written by his step cousin Ian Fleming. Oh. Damn. So he is James Bond, apparently. So. Um, and he's the only member of the Lord of the Rings cast to actually meet Tolkien. Damn. And, and, just, and he, he was also in a, a heavy metal band. That's too. exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. yeah. Was he? Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, I can, that voice. And I can yeah. see Sarah, you know, a more darker haired Saruman moshing in the hair, flying everywhere. You know, yeah. that's, that's what I'm assuming, you know, stereotyping. Um, I'll I'll know him as Count. He will always be my Count Dooku, yeah. <laughs> and there will never be another Count Dooku like him. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I just thought that was interesting. Um, Although he, had, I remember hearing an interview saying he was like he sort of admitted that he was sort of saying like, ah, oh, you know, I didn't really do much of the lightsaber finding in, in in that because obviously at my age I was going. There is no reason to be, to to explain no. the fact that you be like near eighty year old man. <laughs> didn't do a, didn't do an extremely high, intense choreograph lightsaber fighting scene with a, with a young Hayden Christensen. You don't need to explain that, young man. You, you we we understand this. It's yeah. fine. But but he could also could have like I mean I, I can't barely remember it because I haven't watched it in a very very long time. But like he, he could have totally just done the like the the very you know like when like a student takes on the master that is so mm-hmm. insanely good like one hand behind his back and yeah you know, are, are they do it like they could have done that you know. Because he's a he's a because he's a very fancy style with, with his fencing yeah. lights, with his fencing lightsaber and there was you know there was um he fought Yoda which would have been quite difficult for him for not for the from a man his age and then obviously in um, Revenge of the Sith he had a very long lengthy uh, and very mm-hmm. well choreographed lightsaber duel with um, Hayden Christensen um, and so yes it was a stunt double but obviously what brought good what brought Count Dooku, his gravitas was the man behind it, Christopher Lee. It's always oh, good yeah. to remember. It's always good to remember the legends. Yeah, he was a fantastic actor. Yeah. So, on the weekend, we now, all now went before, gold. Before, before you do that, Jamie. Okay, yes. Oh, as yes, you, our, as, our sponsor. As you are hosting, do you want to do yeah, Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I, I, I got ahead. What, what happened is we suddenly talk about wrestling for some reason. Like It's almost like someone on here likes wrestling or something. Um, that's, where, that's where I got distracted. But um, this Rebecca Castle. I'm about. I was paused. Have you heard of pause for effect? That was not pause, pause. for effect. That yes, was, it was. That was, that was I went like that, and my mouth opened. That was that was pause for defect. Exactly. Pause for defect. No. What what are you a cop? 
Are you a cop? Not a cop. (laughs) Are you going to defect me? This episode is brought to you by Rebecca Castles and the Rising Dawn series. Check it out on Amazon. If you uh, want a paperback, you can get a paperback. If you want a Kindle, you can get a Kindle. But either way... It's definitely worth (laughs) just to get the Rising Dawn series, in my opinion. If werewolf werewolf romance is your thing, um, check it out. You know I'm going to edit this, so shush your mouth. You better. In fact, like, in fact, in fact, the intro of this, the sound bite before the everything comes in is going to be Chris going, "Wow, yeah. wow," because wow. I can do that. I can do that. I'm going to, I'm going to call this episode, "Wow, yeah, wow, wow." Yeah, wow. I, I, you know, I hope you edit it for your sake. I hope you edit it for your. Oh sake. man, you don't listen back, so you don't know what's going on. I'm sure you don't you know do. this stuff. I, I, I have the power to make you sound like you want to be a vegan. I'm sure. I'm sure you do. But yes, check out Rebecca Castles and the Rising Dawn series on Amazon. Um, now, are we ready to move on, Chris? I believe you've successfully managed to stumble your way through that, yes. Oh, no, it was perfect. There was not, no ums, no ahs. It was just absolutely beautiful. Um, but yes, on the weekend, we went and saw a movie, didn't we? We did. I mean, yeah. On the weekend before, I saw another movie, which was which was a lot better. But we're not going to talk about John Wick 4 yet. Um Dungeons and Dragons. What was our thoughts? Let's start with you, Ryan. What did you think of? The, what was your expectations going in, and what did you think of the film? Not enough dice rolling. Mm. <laughs> not enough. Not enough tables covered with Cheetos and donuts and Mountain Dew. Yep, yep, yep. No, I thought it was a solid film. It was. I went in with low, low expectations, um, and I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, it had all the elements of a, of a good Dungeons and Dragons campaign, humour, fuck-ups, um, you know, evil wizards controlling kings or lords, as they do. Um, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Evenly, even party, you know, with a bard, a barbarian, a tiefling and a, and a mage or a sorcerer, whatever you want to mm-hmm, call them. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was very good. It was, I enjoyed it and I would definitely watch it again. What, what do you think, Jamie? Look, yeah, look, I'm I'm the same. Look, I, I had no expectations. I had a, I had I was I think I was worried when I saw what IGN gave it, you know. Uh, but then I remembered IGN get 99.9% of things wrong. Mm. Um, mm. So no, so I I went in with low, low expectations and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like it was a good fun popcorn flick. And, yeah. Um, I think I think um, Chris Pine nailed it. <laughs> Although one of the, the four holy Chris's, he, he gave then, it solid performance. Yeah, one of the but then I could, I reckon any of the Chris's could have could have done that role yeah. very well, you know. I think, the, and you I know what, I was actually really surprised with Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, um, yeah. they cast her character as a barbarian perfectly. Yeah, uh, because she can be very one one dimensional as an actor. Yeah. But yeah. I thought she nailed this role. I really thought it was one of her best. Like. We know I know her from Resident Evil and Fast and the Furious. So yep. Yep. Um, she's a very one-sided character, but I thought they absolutely nailed her character and she played this one really well. Yeah. Uh, she was kind of like the second, you know, the I would say the, the supporting actress. Yeah. Um, yeah. She gave a solid performance. I was very impressed. Yeah. And yeah, and I'm not gonna spoil anything, but like like with the writing, I there was some awesome, you know, like foreshadowing bringing yeah. things bringing things around i love it when they have something happen at the start mm-hmm. and then you get around to the end and, and it you know the similar thing happens but 
for those who know and have seen it, backstory, you know, um, you know, yeah. it, it, it opens with backstory and someone tries to steal the backstory. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was, look, yeah, but look, it was very, it had the perfect um, uh, mix of comedy and mm-hmm. action and uh, seriousness. Um, yeah, no, but I liked it. Chris? Are you going to tell us we're all wrong? No, no, no not at all. I, I, again, I came in with the lowest of lowest expectations. I basically came in thinking like, this is going to be terrible. Uh, this is going to be like one of the worst. This is going to be a terrible film. I like, yeah. like the fact that I even agreed to go see it. I, I like, I was even questioning like, you know, I was like going, yeah, was it like, was that the right decision? But anyway, so, so but you know, what? I stuck at us. You know, what? I, you know, it'd be fun to go out and go see a film. So we, so I went yeah. and saw it. And what I saw was an interesting film. Some good, some bad, but 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 a, but a tale that that you don't often see now in Hollywood, which is basically a tale of fatherhood. Now, what I mean by that is they Hollywood Hollywood has one note for fatherhood, which is basically person was deadbeat dad, then tries up to tries to make it better later on. This is their yeah. one note they know. But yeah, this was this was not that. This was actually yeah. more nuanced. You know, this was actually. A more nuanced take and he was you know he's a good father and then obviously went on a mission then didn't come back but then obviously you know his best friend who grants a dick and so then you know destroyed his life yeah so that was a very 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 you know i guess you'd call it a you know a, a, a quite surprising take um yeah for for hollywood well how and what did i think about they said it in a very you know in a very uh, popular um dnd uh, universe obviously the sword coast obviously with neverwinter um and obviously boulder they mentioned boulder's gate they just kind of they kind of yeah. i feel like they kind of threw in the world boulder's gate just to be like eh? yeah, eh? yeah. Bold, boulder's yeah. gate <laughs> you know you know boulder's gate guys it's like yes i know and yes yeah. yes yes i'm a fan yeah. of, yes we're all, all yeah. a fan of boulder's gate. but apart look apart from that i thought that was um quite i thought i thought it was i thought again I thought it was yeah. an ex uh quite a good film I even like the fact that they brought in the overpowered NPC to basically rebuild the party back on <laughs> yes. back onto the right path, like all good DM campaigns do. I, like I, I heard some like some people who play D and D, but obviously they're not DMs. They go like, I don't know why that one turns up, and then like all people comments are going because if you've ever been a DM, this is a necessity <laughs> you have to do sometimes <laughs> yeah. to basically get the party back. Like after the fucked up so many times, yeah. you have to be like, okay, here's this dude who's gonna come help you. He's yeah, here's the correcting path. <laughs> Right, he's not going to join you because this is your story to tell. This is your quest to yeah. make. This is your and some yeah. convoluted reason why he's not yeah. going to go help you do something. Yeah. And and so yeah. I quite uh, enjoyed that. The, the one that like did I had was there faults in the films? Yes. One of my one of my biggest faults, and it's it's not even a big one. It's kind of it's really minor. I loved because they did D and D for them to keep the same sort of restrictions on magic as they would have in say the game. Yeah, where you can only cast a certain spell so many times, you couldn't only cast like and 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 when you when you introduce limitations on your characters like that, you actually write write for a better story because you know then they could say uh, how many spells you have left. Oh, I've got only got one spell left to cast, and so yeah, it actually, it actually adds stakes to a fight because you know you can't well, they, just keep spamming spells because yeah. well, you know you, there's limitations. Yeah, well, they did they did that towards the end though with the with the bracelet that suppressed. Um, 
yeah yeah that, that that was cool um but what i mean is like you know during the during the battle that they're, they're flinging spells left right and center yeah. they would have they would have yeah. been good for them to sort of like actually talk about whatever their, happened to spell slots you the know limitations of spells yeah. and things but then at the, same, at the same time you could ask why why aren't they fighting one at a time <laughs> yeah <laughs> you sure, know, sure. You know? like some things don't translate to but look look and, and there is a and the reason why the reason why i mentioned this because the, because there's an anime series called goblin slayer Mm-hmm. And the the creator of Gobsay actually uses fifth edition fifth edition D and D to make the, the to make to make the world work because what the, what the actual story of Gobsay is basically this is what happens when a party basically quits and doesn't play um, basically leaves the world and so then the world just continues on yeah. and they're wondering why like the gods of fate are not like sending them heroes anymore and it's all it's, yeah. it's actually a really cool idea yeah. it's a really cool concept so but, so, uh, so got. Goblin Slayer isn't just Demon Slayer, but with goblins. No, uh, no, no. It's way more like, <laughs> yeah. 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 But one of the cool things they do is they because obviously you know they like they talk about like when the party they talk to them with the party members they go oh, like when they when they're planning an attack they go how many spells do you have is it I can cast heal twice I can do this t- this many times and then whilst you're watching them fight you you're watching them weigh up each particular spell as it's really important because obviously there's a limitation how many times they can cast it during the day and it adds a lot more tension uh, to a battle. On the flip side, if they had done the Druid character correctly, she couldn't have done the escape from the castle as well as she did because she basically shape shifted so many times during like yeah. the, your character can't do that in the real game. Could but, one, it was, but it was funny, and so I, and I enjoyed that. So I I, I do understand could, that. It was, could it one was, argue that she rolled like five nat twenties in a row or something? Like you know, like... sure. Look, you, you could make the <laughs> argument that you know because you know that that she has a a a, a quest. Uh, well, I guess a campaign specific trait where she's like master master shapeshifter. Yeah. One of the funniest things in that movie, or one of the lines, was you know when she, when when um, Rodriguez said you know you should transform into a deer. Yes, you should yes. hide with all the other deers in the castle, yeah. and then she transforms into deer. She goes, "Oh, so you did transform into a deer?" <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought that was like yeah. that was well done. Yeah. And one of the greatest things that again I think we're all laughing was the graveyard scene. Yes. Um, where basically I was going, "Well, that that is a DM being and that basically like." punishing yes. his players and i loved it i just fucking yeah. love watching him yeah. punish like like uh, uh like the five questions rule and asking asking yeah. why is there five questions that's a question that's been like it's just, <laughs> this is yeah. great it's just yeah. like uh, that that was brilliant and they knew it was brilliant because of the post credits scene um yeah yeah they they knew they knew that that was going to be a, a hit and yeah. one of the one of the and, and you know some people said like oh you know what like the backstory thing, I thought that was very clever the way they've done it because if you've played sort of any other D and D campaign, you know, as the party meet, what's the first thing that the general is going to do? They're going to expose their entire backstory to each other in like you know, yeah. in an interesting way. And so that this is a way of yeah. like they've done that, which is. But then obviously they had some like um, it was really funny thing. Oh, I really feel that, that this guy should be here. Whilst I'm like, I think it really, yeah. I think it really <laughs> yeah. Would, yeah. would like, I think it really needs to hear some of these like some key yeah. some of these key important re- like things. And yeah. so I thought I thought, I thought that was great. Look. Small gripes. Chris Pine yeah. never picked up a sword, which was odd. Yeah. I thought that was a bit weird that he was just yeah. purely purely loot man. But again, like again, yeah. like like these 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 gripes that that are like this is niche picking at this point. Like yeah. this is basically going yeah. like eh, could have been better. Yeah. But having said that, great film. It did okay at the box office. Not great. Not bad. Would love to see them basically do another one, but you know. Yeah. Again, maybe what I think if they do another one, it would be really good to see them cut a completely different cast. Um, 
for, for a different campaign, you know, oh, like so you create you, a new you'd character. Want see, you'd want to see basically a different campaign, basically. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't, I, I didn't even I like that. Never crossed my mind. I thought they were just basically like continue the same the same cast, but playing different characters. <laughs> or or no or or you could even have one of this cast be the the. The paladin version, you know, like yeah. come in, come in and help them move along, kind of. Oh, know. okay, so okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to keep it into, keep it all connected, you know. That look. Either but way, they, I was I was impressed that they actually did practical effects in it as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw some good decent puppetry, which I yeah. I always appreciate. I always appreciate a film that has decent puppetry. Yeah. I think we all enjoy decent puppetry. Oh yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons to bring, swing it around to Mandalorian is why Grogu is such a, a hit, because he's primarily practical. Primarily a, a primary, yeah, primarily a practical puppet. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah. It's a shame we can't talk about John Wick because <laughs> you guys haven't seen it. Uh, we 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 uh, will we will get to that, you, Jamie. We I mean, get not to... not everyone has a spare three hours. Um... Apparently, yeah. So apparently, it's a long film. Look, I, I, I'm I'm not against long films. I I I, I oh. do enjoy. I'll put it this way: you don't even notice it's three hours. Okay. You know, um, it it it's paced perfectly. Oh, okay. But I I, I don't want to say too much. Um. But it really, it really piqued my interest because, I mean, any film that mentions Ned Kelly, and they totally mentioned Ned Kelly. Um, oh, so like, we don't know if it's actually good or not. Now we just right. It was it was a one off line. They go, you know what Ned Kelly's last words were, you know. Oh, okay. Such is life, um, you know. And then that's that's kind of like echoed throughout the the film. But uh, look, uh, yeah, look, it was very, very, very good. Um, and uh, not to spoil it or anything, but they say um, they show you the Japanese uh, continental. Oh, and uh, you know, and then they get some uninvited guests, and he walks past a table of you know rough-looking <laughs> Japanese fellows, and he says, "We have guests. Get prepared to uh, show some hospitality." <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, and you're just like, "Yes." Okay. Um, yeah. Oh look. Uh, yeah, um, I definitely it, definitely it's a, you definitely need to check it out. I I definitely want to like it's 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 obviously a film I want to see. Uh, I just got I just got to find the time now. Yeah, go see it. Yeah. Um. Well, like I said, if you want to see it again, I mean, we I do have five days off over the long weekend. Outstanding. So, um. Anytime you want to squeeze it in, buddy. Uh, well, well, well. Let us think. Let us plan this well. Now, speaking of John Wick, <laughs> no. Um. Well, yes and no, but look, we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, something that the whole internet is talking about, and that is Chat GPT. Um, Chat GPT. Chat GPT. Now, Chris, you brought this to my attention and Ryan's attention. So, do you want to do you want to give us a, a you know a, a spiel, a little introduction to what is Chat GPT? Well, everyone has wondered what the next evolution of AI is going to be. Are we going to develop artificial intelligence to, you know, change the world or do things of that? And, 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 you know, every single time I've seen movies do AI and do things like that, they've always given humanity too much credit on our, on our, on our, you know, on, on what we'd actually would use AI for. 
ChatGPT once again proves this theory 100% correct because we've essentially created a very smart tool to help people, one, cheat in school, write ridiculous stories, and create, and, and create artwork with two characters who would never be seen on screen doing weird shit to each other. This is one of the best examples I can see for, uh, for ChatGPT. It is an artificial intelligence where, you know, um, artificial intelligence tool where it create where it can do a number of different things. It can create stories. It can create, um, it can, um, there's, a, there's the art version. There's the hilarious, and I truly mean hilarious. There's the hilarious versions on the internet of basically um, of, because using, using um, what they use? Oh yeah, using AI, uh, AI, AI like voice, where Donald Trump, Barack Obama, and Joe Biden are playing Minecraft <laughs> together, and it's just fucking yes. hilarious. And then there's the other ones where they're basically playing Dungeons and Dragons together. Bring it back to Dungeons and Dragons, where Joe Biden, <laughs> Donald Trump, and um, and um, Barack Obama playing Dungeons and Dragons, and then Elon Musk is the DM, and it's just fucking hilarious. It's just, you know, and then one time there's Ben Shapiro as the DM, one time it's Joe Rogan as the DM. It's just, it's just this entire it's an insane series and this is what we and this is what we are using essentially so yeah so this is what we are using our artificial intelligence for not for the betterment of mankind for but having said that maybe this intelligence does lead to that but you know for the time being we are in, we are thoroughly enjoying the things we can create with 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 this particular artificial intelligence now I created last week just basically some yeah. quick things by typing in basically make a better episode eight. I just typed it in and then had the system, then the system went away and did the thing. But you guys have also been doing some other sort of, I guess you could call it, um, you guys have also been dicking around with this particular concept, haven't you? So Ryan has left the building. Um, this is probably our first technical issue episode. But now, that, but now that Ryan's gone, Chris, what do you really think about Ryan? No. Because <laughs> no, 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 no. he actually listens back to these episodes. <laughs> I think his take on wrestling is complete fabrication. No, I, I still think it's pretty, pretty. I mean, yes, I did the the uh, the eyes of seduction when I said, come on, man, come come to, come to the movies. It's the gang back together. Come, come on. He's like, wrestling's all weekend. And he really did sacrifice a few hours of wrestling he sacrificed a few hours of wrestling which which is you know that's that's quite a lot for for the man to, to, to go yeah. without wrestling so you know we yeah. and, and hey yeah appreciate we, appreciate the sacrifice and that little spiel was written by chat gpt <laughs> no. so yeah so, you could use so, it for all basically chat gpt you can ask it questions you make it and basically you can ask yeah. it quite, like like think of it you know how we try to find out shit from Google and you type it yeah. in and all you get is ads and a bunch of other sh yeah. stupid shit like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Google used to be good because it used to show you like the best result at yeah. the top. Now it's basically showing you like who's paid Google the most money to make their result like the top. Yeah. Who's yeah. playing who's playing who's playing with the algorithm so they can basically they can type a bunch of keywords to make their shitty site go up the top. This yeah. is what this is all what Google is yeah. now. Yeah. And this is and, why people use ChatGPT because they don't want to find out that you type it in yeah. and ChatGPT will then basically go in and find the answer. Yeah. Now it's it's so annoying because like when I want to just, you know, buy I need to get a jacket or, or some item of clothing, it it doesn't it puts all the crappy, you know, imported stuff like it's like go here, go here, go here. I'm like going, no, I want something a little more better than than like, you know, a yeah. W shirt or whatever, you know. 
Yeah. Now, is 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 ChatGPT perfect? No. There are times okay. where like some one versions basically confuse two people together, but basically like I think they had similar names or something, and basically yeah. one was like a I think one was like a slave trade and one wasn't, and then but the Jet Chat GBT sort of like saw them both as the same person and then like made, <laughs> like you know it's like the people went <laughs> whoops. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like oh totally off topic or not really but do you remember that game that was on your phone and it was like a trivia game it was like a little genie guy and he mm-hmm. would read your like he would read your mind i can't remember what it was called but but you like he'd ask you questions and then you'd have to go yes no but you have an idea oh uh, yeah, yeah 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 and then and he'd go through is it you know ah it's like basically 20 questions and, it, and, and, and you and you always have to try to, and you got have it. to you have to try to stump the genie yeah like I, I even said the naked man from how much your mother and it got it you know <laughs> like obscure you know i i you know yeah i i remember i remember that one yeah but this one's not quite no. that not yet. it's actually well, but it's well, actually better it's smarter it's, it's it's pretty new though isn't it chat gpt relatively or, new or has it's, it been around and people have only just come across it now it's Open open AI, this sort of thing, it's it's newish. The, like it, it, like it was mostly like a lot of people. A lot of people first heard about it because of the art, because essentially you, you see a thousand different like um, websites now saying, "Hey, do you want to look like put your put your picture in and turn yourself into something?" And then obviously, then the chat one now is quite become quite popular. And the main reason it's become quite popular is because people are passing university lessons and courses basically by having this thing write the entire essay and write it like write it per- write, write perfectly yeah. passing grade like not even passing grade some of them some of them are producing like a plus quality like yeah. <laughs> essays yeah and so we had some fun with it um yeah yes. so would, would you like to read one of yours and, and yeah. tell us what, what you typed in to get this particular so advice? i've got i've got two so want to go one each and then yeah, we'll I, do one one. Each, yeah. I do one you do one i do one you do one basically yep. um okay now i basically <laughs> because i had just watched john wick four mm-hmm. <laughs> i did um write a john wick tmnt crossover <laughs> oh shit <laughs> i can't wait to hear this <laughs> all right Okay, and this is what it gave me. Yep. Title, John Wick and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The Battle for New York. Oh, shit, it even subtitled it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Opening scene. The film opens with John Wick, the world-renowned hitman, on a mission in New York City. As he's walking down the street, he's suddenly ambushed by a group of Foot Clan ninjas, the sworn enemies of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The turtles who are watching from the shadows intervene and help John fight off the ninjas. Now I can see that, you know, I can see John Wick fighting Foot Ninja. You know, Mm -hmm. it just it just fits, man. Um, So Act One. After the battle, the turtles introduce themselves to John and explain that they've been fighting the Foot Clan for years. They also reveal that the Foot Clan is planning a major attack on New York City, and they need John's help to stop them. John, who's always up for a challenge, agrees to join forces with the turtles. Act two, together, John and the Turtles embark on a dangerous mission to infiltrate the Foot Clan's headquarters and gather intel on their plans. Along the way, they they encounter a number of obstacles, including traps, soldiers, and even mutant animals created by the Foot Clan's scientists. However, they manage to overcome these challenges and get the information they need. Act three, armed with the intel, John and the Turtles prepare to take on the Foot Clan in an 
epic battle for the fate of New York City. The battle takes place on the streets of Manhattan, with John and the Turtles fighting alongside each other against the Foot Clan's army. The fight is intense and both sides suffer losses, but in the end, John and the Turtles emerge victorious. Act 4. With the Foot Clan defeated, John and the Turtles share a moment of triumph. They congratulate each other on a job well done and vow to continue fighting for justice. John also thanks the Turtles for their help and tells them that he's proud to have fought alongside them. Closing scene. The movie ends with John bidding farewell to the Turtles and disappearing into the shadows. The Turtles watch him go, and as they do, they realise that they've made a powerful ally in their fight against evil. They smile at each other and raise their fists in the air, ready for whatever challenges lies ahead. Oh, I'm like, oh, that's, that's, you know. Wow. I could, I, I could tweak that to, you know. That is that is a solid <laughs> film. It is, and it's probably going to be better than whatever rubbish. My, the only question, <laughs> my, my only question on that film is, do we go PG John, John Wick, or do we go, like, do we go, like, R-rated turtles? I'm bringing, I'm bringing, everyone wants R-rated turtles. Okay. Like, it, it'd be last Ronan feeling, um, but... I would want to bring them into the John Wick universe, not John Wick into the Turtle universe. Nice, yeah. Because it, I think I think that it ChatGPT knew what I wanted, because you know it starts with John Wick. <laughs> you know. Yep, yep. John yep. Wick is doing his thing. He's fighting. He's yeah. You know, you know, and I can see John Wick fighting Foot Clan. I just it just makes sense. That's outstanding. That is that yeah. is that is truly <laughs> wow. You know. Yeah. Now, what have you what have you got for us? What what what's... Well, the first one I did was I I typed in to free I wanted ChatGPT. I typed in basically I said, um, write a steampunk story featuring Captain Graham and Henry Cavill romance. <laughs> this is all I I get. That's all I told it, and this is what yeah. it, this is what it produced. All right, hit us hit us up. In a world ruled by steam and brass, the skies were filled with airships that resembled the flying creatures of old. Cat Graham was one of the best airship engineers of the land, working hard every day to keep the great machines running. She possesses, she has a great passion for machines and, has, and is known for her quick wit and keen intellect. One day, a tall, dashing airship captain by the name of Henry Cavill arrived at the dock, seeking repairs for his ship. Cat couldn't help but notice the way his azure eyes sparkling lights set against his chiseled jawline and rugged good looks. She found herself drawn to him despite her best efforts to keep her thoughts focused on her work. <laughs> As she worked on repairing the airship, they began to talk with discovered they had much in common. Henry was fascinated by Cat's aptitude for machinery and her tireless work ethic. Cat in turn found himself found herself intrigued by Henry's tales of adventure and daring exploits of the sky. Over the next few weeks, they found themselves spending more and more time together. They would often talk late into the night, their conversations deepening in intimacy as the hours wore on. There was a spark between them that neither could deny. They soon realized they had fallen in love. Their romance was not without challenges, however. Uh, next bit, yeah, yeah. In a world of steam and brass, where there are many dangers to be faced, from rogue pirates to malfunctioning machines. They both knew that being together would mean taking risks, but they knew their love was worth it. One day, as they were flying high in the clouds above, 
the airship suddenly malfunctioned. In a hard-stopping moment, they found themselves plumbing towards the earth, but together they worked to repair the, the ship midair and managed to land safely. It was in that moment they both realized how much they meant to each other. Henry took Kat in his arms and kissed her deeply, promising that no matter what challenge lay ahead, they would face them together. And so their love story continued in a world of steam and brass amidst the whirring machines and, and smoking clouds. They may have been two people from two different worlds, but in each other's arms, they found the love that was stronger <laughs> than any force in the universe. Oh. Now, what's really funny about that story, <laughs> I failed to mention any action, and so it didn't do it. Like, there's no battle. Oh. <laughs> like, wow. Like, it was basically going like, it basically wrote me a steampunk romance. Like, it's just, basically, well, it's just like, like ordinary people in a, in a steampunk world. I know, I know. <laughs> that's, that's steampunk stuff is happening over there. Like, <laughs> yeah, know. I know. Steam, <laughs> steampunk stuff is happening, but obviously it took the keywords of like Henry Cavill and Cat Graham romance and yeah. set in a steampunk yeah. universe well, as its primary, <laughs> as its primary <laughs> function. Now I have a confession to make. Yep. I too wrote a Henry Cavill oh. Cat Graham love story. Now, I, I wanted to be a little bit different. So I wrote my exact words that I typed into ChatGPT was write me a, a science fiction romantic comedy starring Cat Graham. Oh. And Henry Cavill. Nice. Now, um, <laughs> those, okay, I'm just going to say it ahead. Those are the only two actors I mentioned in the title. Okay. All right. Yep. Because uh, as you'll see, um, no, look, I'll just read this here. I'll read this here. Title. Love in the stars. Opening shot of a spaceship zooming through the galaxy. We hear the voice of the ship's AI, Zara. Welcome aboard the SS Stardust. My name is Zara, and I will be your guide on this journey through the stars. Cut to a sleek, modern interior of the spaceship. We see Henry Cavill as Captain Alexi, sitting at the control panel, looking Ooh. handsome and confident. Oh, <laughs> handsome and confident. Cat Graham as Lieutenant Ava enters the room. Captain, we're approaching the nebula of love. Scans indicate high levels of romantic <laughs> energy. <laughs> Alexi, great work. <laughs> great work, Lieutenant. <laughs> Prepare for a closer look. As they fly closer, the ship suddenly shakes and the lights flicker. Captain, we're experiencing turbulence. Brace for impact. The ship crash lands on a nearby planet and Alexi and Ava find themselves stranded. They soon realize that the planet is home to, the, to a tribe of aliens who are obsessed with romance <laughs> and have their own unique set of rules and rituals when it comes to love. Outstanding. A, <laughs> I want this movie to happen. As Alexi and Ava try to repair the ship, they are forced to navigate the complex social dynamics of the, the alien tribe. They soon discover that the... Uh, they soon discovered that they must follow the tribe's customs if they want to leave the planet alive. Alexi and Ava find themselves in the middle of a love triangle with two members of the alien tribe, played by Zendaya and John Boyega. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Interesting uh, casting. Yeah. The, uh, the aliens have their own unique pheromones, which cause Alexi and Ava to become irresistibly attracted to each other despite their initial... Uh, and and mis and animosity. And yeah, that's the word. word. As they navigate their way through this new world, they start to realize that they have more in common than the in than they initially thought. 
They begin to bond over their love of adventure and soon find themselves falling for each other. But just as they start to explore their feelings, they discover that the alien tribe has a dark secret and they must work together to save the planet from destruction. In the end, Alexi and Ava save the planet and they finally confess their feelings to each other. They share a passionate kiss as they fly off into the stars, leaving the alien planet behind. Zara. Captain, the ship is repaired and ready for takeoff. Thank you, Zara. Set a course for home. Home sounds good for me. They look at each other smiling and the ship takes off into the stars. The end. <laughs> wow. Oh, I would say there's a lot of good stuff in there. There's a lot of know? good stuff so, there. Like, honestly, like, if you ever want to come up with a script idea, just do that and then you can kind of tweak, you know? It needs that human tweaking, but... Um, wow. I mean, it did start off very cheesy and then got really dark. <laughs> Yeah. Outstanding, but yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words because because of <laughs> because of that 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 is a brilliant film. Yeah, a, a great casting too. Mm. Great cast, like again, Bromboega, Zendaya. I mean, yeah, hell, I mean, with Cat Graham and Henry Cavill, that that's a film. That is a film right that, there. That's a great supporting cast, indeed. Now <laughs> I have I have, I have, a, I, have a, I have a story also set in sci-fi. <laughs> Oh, okay. I gave mine different parameters this time. I said, create me a sci-fi opera featuring featuring Space Knights, Cat Graham, and Henry Cavill as star-crossed <laughs> lovers. And I gave a very specific, and I, and I use that I use that terminology very specific because I wanted to see what how it would how the AI would would interpret star-crossed lovers in terms of what what it would do yeah. with that. So, yeah. so here's here's what I'm getting up with. <laughs> In a universe far, far away. So you want to see what, see what, the AI <laughs> I see what you did, did there. I see, see what you did there. See what the AI did? <laughs> yeah. The galaxy is governed by the all-powerful order, the order of legendary space knights. Cat Graham was the most heroic knights, dazzling with her combat skills and determined to uphold the righteousness wherever necessary. Henry Cavill was a valiant ship captain, fascinated by the marvels of space and mysteries of the cosmos. One day... The past cross involves investigating a sinister force that threatened to bring the galaxy to their knees. They were drawn to each other, each other's bravery, loyalty, and an unexpected spark ignited between them. However, their love was forbidden because they represented two different aspects of the order. Despite their minds screaming with warnings, their hearts refused to listen. They battled ferocious monsters and invaded deadliest traps to navigate the treacherous monsters, but at the end, they discovered the true motive of that's driving the darkness that threatened to destroy them all. A powerful artifact capable of dismantling space and time itself. Faced with insurmountable odds and impossible choice, Cat Graham and Henry Cavill battled together to stop the to stop destruction of the universe. In the end, their love proved to be the most powerful weapon. In the midst of soaring debris and swirling vortex, they reached the artifact's call core oh yeah and use their love as a weapon to destroy it but by doing so they were consumed by its power as the galaxy was saved from certain doom the order grieved for the loss of its two most courageous members but over time they began to realize that their sacrifice their love had been the only way to save them all they were remembered as heroes who gave everything 
they had to protect what they loved. Wow. See, even that, this system understood exactly what I was going for, which basically with Starcross lovers yeah. always have a tragic ending. Yeah. I was like, yes, that is suitably tragic. <laughs> Yeah, man, this thing, oh, you could spend so much time on ChatGPT. It's just like, <laughs> it's like you just want to think of the most weirdest crap you can think of and see what it comes up with. Speaking of. <laughs> yeah. speaking of it's, it's, you can basically, and, and, this is, and this is the thing that I guess is really interesting or, or what it's used, because to, to your point, you could use it to sort of spark an idea. Yeah. And then humanly tweak some of the concepts but having yeah. said that the ideas that it comes up with are not necessarily original or unique they are sort of no. like but you know if you're not familiar with a certain genre and you want to play around with it that's obviously it's it's, it's yeah. a great it's a great tool um to utilize but do you have any other weird and wonderful well i just typed one in then i just um uh, i typed two ones in but then i just i figured out like i typed two in mm-hmm. and i said the first one I said, write the Muppets and a Transformers crossover. <laughs> and then I wrote Independence Day um, and Muppets crossover. And they both start the exactly same way. Mm. So, for example, like this, this is the first paragraph of mm-hmm. Muppets and Transformers. It was a peaceful day on Sesame Street when suddenly a massive spaceship appeared in the sky. The residents of, of the street, including Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy and the rest of the Muppets, looked up in awe as a ship descended and landed in the middle of the street. And then the other one was, it starts exactly the same way, like spaceship lands in the street. And the only thing that's different is <laughs> it's the Transformers. And then the other ones, it's the aliens from Independence Day. <laughs> that's interesting. Like it's, it's like I'm sensing a pattern. I've not come across that. I mean, like it's obviously depending on which, like, um, the, like, I think it's a lot to do with the parameters you set as well. The more parameters you set, the th- yeah, it's, it seems to be the better. Yeah, like you need to do. be super specific. Yeah. Although I want to read one. Okay. Just because, just because it's funny. So I typed into it. You know, write a better sequel trilogy. That's literally all <laughs> I typed into it, and this is what it gave me. It gave me just outlines for each movie, but then I just wanted to, I just wanted to read. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Episode 7, The Force Awakens. So it didn't change the title. It liked that one. It was like going, yep, that's a good title. Yeah. Following the events of Return of the Jedi, the galaxy is at peace with the New Republic reigning supreme, but a new terrifying threat emerged from the mysterious, a mysterious and entity. Meanwhile, a young scavenger girl named Rey, see, they kept, she kept Rey, discovered a droid carrying a secret message vital to the safety of the galaxy. Along with a rogue stormtrooper named Finn, they set off on a venture to return the droid to the New Republic. Along the way, they, they meet a mysterious, grizzled Jedi Knight by the name of Luke Skywalker. They undiscover the dark, a dark force behind the new threat to the galaxy, and Rey discovers that she is strong, has a strong connection with the Force and learns of her true heritage. Episode 8, The Last Hope. Rey continues her training with Luke Skywalker on the remote planet of Ark 2. Meanwhile, Finn, with the help of his new allies, discovered the, the true intentions and the motivations of the First Order. General Leia Organa discovers that the New Republic is not what it seems, and the Resistance sets out on a dangerous mission to reveal the corruption and take down the corrupt new leaders of the New Republic. The film explores the themes of morality, honor, loyalty, as heroes must decide what decide what values are they willing to fight for, 
against overwhelming odds. Episode Ooh. nine, The Rise of the Jedi. With the new Republican ruins, the resistance battles the first order in order to uh, in order for control of the galaxy. Ray, with the help of Finn, Poe, Dameron, and General Leia must face her greatest challenge yet, a new Sith Lord who has been manipulating events from the shadows. Ray learns more about her past and her connection to the Force and must, un- and must confront the dark side within herself to save the galaxy from the new threat. As Resistance sets out to destroy the, the new Sith Lord in the First Order, once and for all, odd allies and, and enemies come uh, alike come together for a final battle. The ultimate fate of the galaxy rests upon the shoulders of the new Jedi Order as they seek to balance the Force from light and dark. And then it gives me a little ending blurb. This revised sequel trilogy puts focus on characters that viewers can truly become invested in. <gasps> what? <laughs> <laughs> and builds upon the themes of the original trilogy whilst introducing new elements into the Star Wars universe. The trilogy would provide a satisfying conclusion whilst paving the way for a new journey into the Star Wars galaxy. Oh, so apparently a, this, exact, this, this AI knew exactly what it should be doing. Wow. Wow. Well, I want to say that this AI is now stupid because guess what I just typed into it? What? I typed in, write a better Last of Us Part (laughs) 2. And all it did was change the ending. (laughs) Like, that's not better, you know? Like, I mean, you know, but obviously, but see, that's it's it's learning from the internet. So obviously, a lot. Yeah. You know, what it's reading from the internet is basically saying like, "Last Last of Us Part Two is awesome." Yeah. But obviously, from Star Wars, it's read like it's reading people yeah. going, "Yeah, okay, this is shit." Yeah. Now, but, but you could you could, you could I, add different I, words in. Yeah. You could you could write write a better Last of Us Part Two where Joel lives, and then it would yeah. basically formulate yeah. based upon that well, scenario. Well, no, look. And it's a little ironic because because like what I love about the Last of Us games is it shows it shows you the depravity of mankind, like how selfish we are, and you know, um, especially at the end of you know the first game, like yeah, what jo- yeah. what Joel did was primarily selfish, and uh, like we talked about before, like he's a monster, you know, like something yeah. broke him, and that's all. but this thing, the thing I can sort of get behind is like. I'll just read the last paragraph that it wrote. It says, this yeah. this alternative ending highlights the themes of forgiveness, empathy, and the power of human connection. I mean, like, see, I can get behind that, but not in the, uh, not in the uh, Last of Us universe, you know? Mm. Um, none of it's supposed to exist in that. That's, that's, exactly. what, I love. that's yeah. what I love about it. It's raw. It's real. It's, it's, yeah. it's what post-apocalyptic would be. Yeah. Yeah. But again, uh, like, it's, it's all about... Um... It's all about basically the parameters you sort of set for it, and obviously, as as you set more parameters, it obviously then learns what you're trying to. It basically it, it learns what it, it yeah. needs to do. Like, um, yeah. And, and as I've been playing around with it, I've also discovered that yeah, if I set sort of if I, if I tell it to do very specific things, it'll do very specific things, yeah. and, and it will, um, and it will, and you know, and it will do them very very well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um. So why don't we wrap up with with a, with a general thought? Like, like, because this is AI. Like, are you worried that AI what might go to the movie point of things where you know it takes over the world, like Age of Ultron kind of ridiculousness? Or no, or but I do believe studio executives should use it when they're trying to dump, think of dumb movies, <laughs> and because based upon what I've seen so far, it knows exactly what people want in 
in for, for certain film franchises we yeah. just type it in and it goes okay this is what people want because it's actually like it's not li- like it's not just listening to twitter and saying okay this is what people from twitter want it's basically like scouring its sources and it's, it's learning like, constantly learning so i think that has great value for the morons who runs who, who run hollywood yeah 100 percent you know um but i don't i don't i don't i don't foresee any sort of like you know nah, like you know. um it's going to take over the world <laughs> no. so basically the the alternative to age of age of ultron um would be like it becomes chat gpt and starts writing novels and <laughs> you know because if we because the, the thing the thing i like the most about age of ultron is that he looked thing. at the internet for five minutes and exactly. said... Exactly. <laughs> Ultron looked at the internet for five seconds and went, mankind must be destroyed. And am I going, yeah. hell, I get, I like, like, yeah. I totally get that. He looked yeah. at it for one second and went, oh, no, this isn't, yeah. this isn't right. I was like going, yeah. you were on 4chan looking up furries, yeah. weren't you? And you went, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. And then it, it, I guess you could also bring it into Tony Stark saying like to save the world, but he wasn't specific enough. <laughs> enough. <laughs> he wasn't like, yeah, again, you know, see you with know? your chat GBT things. Yes. You can leave it open and have it guess things, but if you be very specific, yeah. Comes up with like some of the best stories, like so, some, of, some of the, like, um, like if you, if you, if you want a story to do something specific, if you type in the very specific thing, it's going to come up with that very specific thing and it's going to be, and it's going to be amazing. So this is, this is what we need to do now is basically, you know, constantly can't create ideas using ChatGPT and have it yeah. learn. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's it. That's it. Um, yeah. So don't, don't, yeah. Be specific, you know, like this, cause you know, age of Ultron, he should have said specific yeah tony stark left it open and and and, and ultron <laughs> decided that that because of the openness of it his mission was to destroy humanity by creating yeah. a by creating no, well, a second s- ice s- age to <laughs> to save the planet by you know wiping, a wiping giant out the rock people that are on there you know by killing us all yes yeah so let's, let's, let's not do that let's not do that yeah no now before we wrap up jamie do you have any other final thoughts comments that you want to which you want to raise um Oh, probably just another plug of, of my book coming out. Letters from the Ambulance is coming out in May, uh, May 22nd, May 22nd. Uh, here in Australia. Link is in the show notes if you want to go pre-order a copy. It's fantastic. I've, I've been making, spending time making merch for, for my book launch too. Um, and oh, I'm nice. just going to say, our artwork is awesome. And I'm also thinking, and I'll put, I'll put this to you now, Chris. I'm thinking of going, going to the wonderful world of Fiverr um, that has been so kind to us in... in art and stuff like that and thinking of making a a short you know animation where it's basically an emu in a uniform sitting at a desk writing and then we do the voiceover while he's writing the letter like you know you know that that oh yes, you know, yes. and that beautiful music behind it is like you know dear greta <laughs> before uh, you go on five it's just yeah. try one of the many ai ai art Apps. yeah and then yeah 100% no but like I was looking looking into it basically that's that's what I'm getting at because yes. I think that'd be a great way to promote the book um a f- funny little so. animation I believe um, so 100% yeah 
but yeah, as always, check out um, Rebecca Castles and the Rising Dawn series if you're into werewolf romance. Um, like this is it, it's what I love about it is it's a unique uh, way because if people know me. And Chris, Chris can attest to oh, this. Oh, oh my I, God. I, no. It's the most painful thing <laughs> in the universe. No. Uh, no, I love when people do things differently. Like, you know, yeah, because Chris hates, hates it when we, when we work together on something and I have an idea and I go, nah, that's been done to death. Like, I, I, like, I like something that's a little different, a little unique. Um, yes, I, I like, I like when, when we're working on something together and their idea is to create something like a hero's journey story. And then you get saying, oh, that's been done before. It's going... <laughs> Well, yeah, the, the, uh, Hero's Journey is called The Man of a Thousand Faces because it is the same concept told over yeah. a thousand times in mythology. But, and there you are going, oh, that's been done before. No, but no, but I'm like, find a different way to do it. Find a different way to do it because I'm sick, like, you know. No, um, no, I, 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 do, I do get that point. Like, though, like, I like, get it. And look, you create things when you push back a little bit. Chat GPT yeah, yeah, doesn't push back. It just goes, and, and, <laughs> and you know what? That's, that's a good point. Chat GPT will do exactly what you want. Yeah. I think when we'll get real great stories when it starts questioning, going really like really yeah. that's what you want. Yeah. I think I think if we do this, like I think we can do this one a little bit better. <laughs> I think yeah. I think that's that's when we're gonna get yeah. real amazing amazing yeah. stuff out of ChatGPT yeah. when it starts going yeah. like yeah, it starts going like eh. when you put type in an idea and you all of a sudden you, you see ChatGPT go like eh. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. Well, that's what I did when I saw write a better part last last uh, last first part too. But yeah, I digress. Look, if you guys want to reach out to us, uh, the true and the fictional at gmail.com, stories underscore podcast on Instagram. Check it out there. And um, thanks for listening. Um, Ryan will hopefully be back for the entire next episode. Uh, he had a few problems with his computer. Um, yep. It happens to us all. Or he just snuck, or he snuck off to watch more wrestling. Uh, we'll, we may never know. I. That one seems more likely. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. Do you want to type that into ChatGPT? Why did Brian <laughs> leave us? <laughs> or wrestling? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, guys, as we say every single time, we bid you. We bid you. Adieu. adieu.